The Medallion, Part 4 Rich's pain vanished by the time we reached her neighborhood, further fueling my frustration. She gave me a quick peck on the cheek for my efforts, which irked me further. All the drama for nothing. I groaned. I had a great time. We should hang out again, soon, she said with a smile. I watched her walk into her home effortlessly, almost as if nothing had happened, leaving me with a gnawing feeling that she had played me. I wondered how many others she might have pulled the stunt on. I mentally dubbed them the Fool's Association. And I was the newest member. My sour mood persisted through dinner. Not that anyone cared. As always, my father was engrossed in his phone, while my mother gazed out the window, her eyes shadowed with dark circles. Close to midnight, a text from Richard jolted me awake. Her severe pain had returned, and she had been rushed to the emergency room. Panic set in, as I imagined her revealing our escapades to her parents. But another message followed, saying she had told them she had injured herself on a rusted fence at a nearby park. A relieved sigh escaped me. Only then did I recall that I still possessed the medallion. In the midst of my emotional turmoil, I had forgotten about it. I retrieved it from the pocket of my jeans on the rack. I examined it. Despite its age, it looked pristine, as if freshly minted. The surface felt gritty, and an unsettling noise reminiscent of sandstorms, echoed inside my head as I ran my fingers over it. Suddenly, its serpentine designs sprung to life, slithering and writhing. The reptilian eyes gleamed a bright emerald, and their fangs glinted. I felt my breath being sucked away. In a panic, I flung the medallion across the room. Could this object be the origin of the curse? Was Richard's mysterious ailment linked to it? Pramod was the only person I could turn to for answers. We met the next evening in the cashew plantation behind our college. The peculiar smell of ripe cashew apples filled the air as I recounted the bizarre series of events. Pramod looked horrified. How is Richard now? He inquired. Better, I replied. The scratch is healed. I noticed Pramod recoil in fear when I pulled out the medallion. Keep it away, he warned. You can't be serious, I retorted. That place bears the curse, and you have brought a piece of it back with you to ruin the rest of us, Pramod declared venomously. As I contemplated the implications of his statement, a thunderous noise resonated from below the earth. An eerie darkness, reminiscent of a solar eclipse, descended on us. Particles of soil levitated and formed strange hieroglyphic patterns in the air. Both of us screamed in horror as the dirt, acting like a swarm of insects, targeted Pramod, entering his eyes and mouth. 
his body convulsed uncontrollably, like a puppet in the grip of a malevolent force. In sheer desperation, he tore at his eyes and ears, but no effort could deter the supernatural invaders from infiltrating his being. I reached out to pull him away from the hellish hive, but an unseen force held me back, leaving me a helpless spectator to my friend's torment. As the otherworldly darkness receded, Pramod fled, his body still twitching. Overwhelmed, I hurled the medallion into the woods and ran home, hoping to escape the cursed fate that had just befallen my friend.